0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 185. There's no such thing as willpower. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Changeable. So let's talk about willpower. I've often talked about how we don't need willpower. Willpower um, doesn't work the way that we have been told that it does, the way that we think it does. Willpower is this really uh, attractive, compelling thing probably because it has the word power in it. I don't know, but it feels personal. It feels like it's a resource that we have access to that's ours and we can pull it out and make things go our way or at least have the hope of that. You know, the funny thing about willpower is when we look, you could ask anyone, anyone, and I think every single one of us would have to say, well, if I'm really looking at my experience with willpower, with this thing called willpower, it's kind of inconsistent. You know, it appears to be something I'm able to use, some resource I can I can call upon at times. And then there seem to be a lot of times where it's just not available or I'm not good enough at it. I, I don't have enough of it. It looks like something, again, that some people seem to have a lot of and others don't or there seem to be situations where we can use it or not. And it's just funny when you think about it like that and you look at it in that way, it's full of holes. It's not consistent. It's not all that reliable, yet it's a really compelling story. We human beings who think we're these these separate from the whole individual people that need to make our way through life, that we make choices and we do things and and it's up to us to make our way through life. We want willpower. I mean, we want anything, anything that is reminiscent of any sort of control of us having any say in how things go is incredibly valuable to us. And I would say it's really just incredibly valuable to our mind. So let's look at this willpower concept um, in a a deeper way, in a slightly different way. So we all have the experience, the experience of willpower. You know, we can say, yeah, here's what it feels like. Here's where I've used it. Here's where I haven't. Um, You want that for me, I want that third cup of coffee (laughs) and something says, yep, two giant cups of coffee is probably enough. I'm going to have that. I'm going to let that, see, listen to my language. I'm going to let, as if I'm doing anything, I'm going to let that desire for the third cup, that pull toward more coffee come up and I'm not going to follow it. I'm going to get some water instead. That feels like willpower. Or the alarm goes off and I just want to stay in bed, but I'm going to decide, nope, I'm getting up, I'm working out, I'm getting things done. I chose that, right? That's the feeling of it. It feels like that's what happens. We can think of a million examples. Some of them are really heavy on the power part. Some of them have a lot of effort and exertion and, and force and resistance and all of that built into it other times and other moments there's less of that but you know even when there's almost none of that even when we're talking about yeah i noticed my mind go there and i dismissed that thought or i ignored that thought or i didn't act on that urge even that is some degree of willpower because it's us implying that we're doing something. We're making things happen. It's because of some action we took that things ended up the way that our mind said they should end up. So willpower is not always how you think of, you know, white knuckling and super hard and effortful. I think we can talk about this as anything that, that we think we do. So we all know that experience where it really feels like there's a me and I have some preferences and I'm going to exert some will and I'm going to have things go my way or at least attempt to. And then again, part of that story is, yay, they went my way or boo, I, I failed this time around. Now, if you heard the episode, it was episode 173 on choice and regret. You heard me talk about, um, choice being kind of an illusion as well maybe not kind of but choice the idea that we make these choices being an illusion as well that again it it first requires that there's a separate me who takes action and makes things happen in the world that you know without without my intention without my choice without my decision without my will my power, things would go some other way. Like there's another option. I mean, that's the other thing it really assumes. One, that there's a a me that's separate from everything else that has a will. And and two, that, that there's lots of possibilities and how things could go. And then the story just kind of funnels down from there. <laughs> the story gets really nuanced and very detailed. And it's like, yeah, there's a me and things could have gone any way. There's so many infinite possibilities of ways that things could have gone. But because I did this or because I saw that or because I because this thought showed up or this person was in this situation at this time and I did the right thing, here's how it all ended up. And humans love these stories. We love them. We love them. We don't love them, but a mind loves them because, you know, as you know, your mind is just all about predicting and controlling the best it possibly can. So when it has some explanation for how things work, you know, when it can can connect dots and say, oh, when this happens, you can do that and this is likely to happen. I mean, that's just the best thing ever for a mind. But in that Choice and regret episode. You know, we looked at this. Like, what if choice, what we call choice, what we experience as choice, is is an intention thought? So, a thought that says, "Hmm, I need to pick one," or you know, a choice needs to be made, or what am I going to do? That's a thought. That's a thought. Like every single other thought that just shows up. I I, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know that anyone can claim to know where that comes from. These thoughts just show up. So there's an intention thought, and then there's a, there's a choice thought that says, so the intention thought says, hmm, I need to decide what to make for dinner. The choice thought says, oh, I think I'm going to order pizza. And then the follow-up thought says, oh, I chose pizza for dinner a million things could have happened all of these opportunities all these possibilities were on the table and i chose pizza we're eating pizza tonight because that's what i chose and and that's the story but again the experience of it is one of a separate person who has all this power to make any choice and and because of something that they did because of something you do or i do pizza is what happens. That's <laughs> that's the way it feels, right? It's totally the way it feels. Totally the way it seems. So the thing is, again, when you look at that, where did all this come from? How how did you make a choice? How was a choice made? How really, how could it have been any other way? How do we know that? Doesn't that have to be just part of a bigger story. So when you say, okay, what are you going to choose for dinner? Like if I asked you that, what are you going to choose for dinner tonight? Now, uh, thoughts pop in your head. Uh, if, if you want to tell me that you think you put them there, that's fine. How? How do you put them there? If, if what pops in my head is, oh, we can have leftovers or which is just whatever's laying around. We can try to make the best of what's left over. Or uh, I could go to the store and buy a bunch of ingredients and make something, which I don't want to do. Or forget the whole thing. I just want to make it easy. Let's just order pizza. Those are the options that showed up. I didn't put them there. I don't know where they came from. Really? (laughs) Now, you might, again, you might feel like, oh yeah, I kind of do. I did put them there. or I do know where they came from because... I, in my mind mentally, you know, flipped through uh, a, a picture of what's in the fridge. And then I thought about what it might be like to go put my shoes on and get my coat on and drive to the store and buy ingredients for dinner. And then I thought, hmm, what can we order? And I went through a list of possibilities and pizza popped up. There's still no you doing that. That's again more detailed story. It's more of an explanation of what it feels like is happening in your experience and your mental experience. I still can't find a you doing that in there. It's just simply what's showing up, or you know, you look at this for yourself. That's what I see. But what if all of that is simply what's showing up with the overlay of a story that says, I chose it? I'm Considering my options, I'm weighing my options. This is what I landed on. So let's go back to willpower because willpower really is no different than anything else. I mean, we're really talking about the same thing here. It seems like a really compelling story, a really compelling mirage where. It seems like, and again, every time I say it seems like, that's more thought. That's basically me saying, I think I'm choosing it or, you know, it, it feels like there's, there's will being exerted and it looks like that, that will being exerted makes a difference on what happens. But look at your actual experience and, and you know, <laughs> really look at that. How? How? What makes it such that some mornings when more coffee, when my mind is just going crazy about more coffee and it looks so delicious and I'm still a little bit tired, what makes it such that sometimes there's just water drink instead and other times there's coffee drink? I don't know what I could be doing in that. And again, I I had just like you, just like all of us, there's an experience that says, hmm, that has a conversation about it that says, no, I'm not gonna do that today, or oh, forget it. It's fine. I'm just gonna have more coffee. And, you know, there there's a conversation, but I guess this is really a lot of this. This is really kind of the crux of it. It's like, does that conversation equal? will? Like, does that conversation make anything happen? Or like pretty much everything I talk about here, is that just a narrator? Is it just a narrator overlaying what is already happening in life with a story that makes that narrator feel as if it has power and control? Because again, to a narrator, nothing is more important, literally nothing is more important than having some power and control that's how it believes that it's keeping you safe and secure and it's just it's just built into its job that it that is the narrator that is the job of the narrator is to secure something is to predict and and cause and secure something so of course of course it would it would show up in that way so what i'm really proposing here is that this idea of willpower is really just a story that a mind makes up to allow us to feel like we as, as these separate beings. So your mind just thinks you're a you. Same thing. If if thought is happening, there's separation there. So when when there's a lot of thing or a little bit of thinking, when there's any thinking, there's a you. And you're separate from the whole of life. You're separate from other people. You're separate, separate from other things. You are a you. That is simply part and parcel of thought. That is what thought does, is it separates. So when thought is happening or or when thought is being identified with and believed at least, there is a separate you. And as a separate you, by definition, you're separate. You are fragile. You need security. You need to, you are not okay. A separate is never okay. Separate is never comfortable, secure. It, It it can't be. It just doesn't work that way. So as a, as separate, you need more to secure, to hold yourself down, to keep yourself safe. And this is just what a mind does is it tells stories about a you and what you're doing and how it's keeping you safe and how your actions lead to things and how they matter and how they make a difference and how don't worry, try harder and pow, have a little more willpower and You know, a little more discipline and fight a little bit more, and you're likely to get what you want. Yet, (laughs) think about this like, look back at this as if you're an alien or an amnesic. You have no idea about this story of willpower. Let's say you are just totally new here. This whole concept, this whole story, this human story that has been passed down and reinforced over and over again is completely brand new to you. You've never heard of it. Without that story that feels and looks so true and, and without all the memories and and memories, yeah, that conf- that seem to confirm it. So let me back up for a second. When we have, have a concept that looks true, like the story of willpower, let's say, your mind can't help but bolster that story. So for any of us, if we say, hey, is there such thing as willpower? And tell me about it. Me too. My mind's going to look back and say, yeah, I think so, because it sure seems like I have some control. Like that one time I, my mind was screaming at me for the coffee and I just went in the other room. I just, I just, without even thinking, I went over and dumped the rest of the French press down the drain. I have a lot of detail (laughs) in this because it's very true. Uh, Like, you know, I can tell you that I can, that's a real felt experience and it sure looked like I did that. Who else? What else did that? So with a story of willpower, with any concept, any story, we're going to, we're all through life, there's a, mentally anyway, not in real life, but mentally, in mental life, there, there's a bolstering of the story happening. There's beliefs just being reinforced, certain things being remembered, certain things being not remembered, really, a lot of things being ignored or dismissed or not even seen because they don't conform with the story. And all of that just adds to the story. So you can see this really clearly, I'm sure, in the case of willpower. So if you are not an alien, if you are a normal human being who grew up on planet Earth, there's a story of of you having some free will and some willpower and you do things and you make things happen and you have a ton of life experience that will prove that. And (laughs) take the story away. Nothing else has changed. Take the story away. Suddenly you lose all memory, all concepts, or suddenly you're an alien. You're just here. You don't, you haven't heard this, this shared story. All you see really is life unfolding. Without a story, without that story in particular, weaving actions together and making sense of things and remembering things and forgetting things, there's a conversation. There's a conversation about what you want and what you don't want and what should happen and what shouldn't happen. And then there are actions taken. And sometimes those match up and then there's a nice feeling. (laughs) And in particular, that nice feeling is about yay me. I'm a good person, I have control, I'm okay, I'm safe, I didn't want the coffee, I didn't drink the coffee, I can trust myself, I'm okay, I'm okay in life. Or there's a bunch of thoughts and actions taken and when they don't match up in a particular way, like why am I eating this? Why am I drinking this? Why did I just say that? That's not what I wanted, that doesn't match my idea of who I am. I tried really hard to not do it and I failed. There's a really horrible feeling of fear and lack and insecurity and not good enough. And (laughs) along with that, of course, there's a strategy because that's just how it goes. There's a strategy of, okay, yeah, you're horrible. You suck. You failed, but we'll try harder next time or, or, it, oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter anyway. Or whatever. <laughs> you can fill in all kinds of stories there. We all know them. There's there's an insecure feeling and then there's thought that's going to come in to try to fix that insecure feeling in one way or another. That's what you would see if you didn't have a story of willpower. I mean, you know this is an illustration, but something like that. <laughs> play with that for for what it's worth to kind of kind of get this sense of how like what if what if that's true like what if there's something to this? it's just like any cause and effect story i mean that's all willpower is it's a cause and effect story, like any cause and effect story I did this so that happened. It is full of holes. Think about that for a minute. I know, and I've talked about that in many episodes, but this whole cause and effect, we think we know. It's like we just have the tiny little corner of the elephant's ear and we think we're holding a velvet blanket, yet someone else has the elephant's tusk and they think they're holding a table. You know, It's like we just are not seeing a big picture. We can look at a little subsection of of some incredibly biased memory of something and draw these sweeping cause and effect conclusions that are so not right, but man, if we don't think they're right. And that's just simply, again, it's just like the willpower story. We're told stories our entire lives. And when we live in that thinking as if this thought created belief, belief, uh, centered reality is life when we think this is reality we don't we don't remember that these are beliefs which means they literally are not true The word belief, I just heard someone say this the other day. The word belief has the word lie right in the middle of it. It's a belief. It's a lie. It's not true. But we live within this stuff in these stories blindly, completely blindly. And we're in. I really think the funny part, it's so hilarious when you start to see this. The really funny part is, like I was saying, we have so much evidence. That there's no real will in anything. There's no real power. We don't have any real power. If if it's so great, if willpower is so great, why the heck does it fail so often? Yet just the story, just the idea of maybe sometimes it'll work, or maybe if I get better at it, it'll work. There's like some weird, crazy comfort in that. Just to a mind, not to you. But oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's like when people say, oh, yeah, I'm in control of my thoughts, or I can choose what to think and not think. Well, so are you telling me you love all your thoughts? Because if you can choose them, why the heck would you not? Like, why would we live in misery? And Like, why would we have some of this stuff show up? Why wouldn't you put just the best possible stuff there? It's, It's so easy to see through once we start to see through it, once we start to get onto the fact that these are stories. These are stories that we're living within. Anything coming from a mind is a story we 're living from and living within and and there 's life beyond the stories there 's a whole amazing life playing out it 's just what 's happening, even the stories and the beliefs are part of that life that are that 's playing out right this very minute it 's just this it 's what 's happening right now this is all it's it 's always here it 's always happening. And sometimes we forget that we're the oneness. Often we forget that we're the energy of all of it and we dive into this story and we put on this little character suit and we talk about how we're making things happen. <laughs> and it's hilarious, hilarious when we start to see that and then look back from this new, new way of saying, oh, wait, maybe that's a story and see all the inconsistencies. Like, wow. But, you know, that's the power of story. It's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's just how it works. And it's the power of story. Stories can be, and beliefs can be incredibly blinding. You know, I mean, we live within them forever. So here's the big thing I want to emphasize in this, though. Please don't hear this as... Okay, say you're listening to this and there's some some habit you're in or something you're in that somewhere in the back of your mind, even though you kind of know better, you're sort of thinking, okay, well, at least I have willpower. <laughs> I haven't had my insight yet, whatever that means, right? Like your mind is saying, I haven't had that great insight that's going to fix everything this still, this habit still rages on, still feels I'm full of suffering. It still feels really true. But, you know, at least I have a little bit of willpower left. Like that'll help get me through. If that's how you're feeling, trust me, you're not alone in that at all. And I don't want you to hear what I'm saying. And you might, and that's okay too, but you might hear what I'm saying as me ripping away this final tool. That you thought you might have at your disposal. Like, oh man, well, if I'm if I'm not making anything happen and happening, and I'm not in any control or charge of anything, how the heck am I gonna change? This is the good news. This is the great, great, great news. Change is always change is change is just life is change and change is life, and it's it's going on already. Now the thing is, when we're so immersed in these stories, like the willpower story we we start to live as the character in this little cause and effect willpower story, which is unbelievably limiting. So it's like a giant self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. We've become these characters. Like you're you're just you and you have a habit and you're trying willpower and it doesn't really work and you're just feeling really hopeless. That looks like your life. That's not your life at all. That's just the story. So the beauty in this, yes, in a in in a sense, I'm I am starting to poke holes, giant holes, (laughs) maybe ripping away like this, this one last tool that your mind thought it had, you know, that's going to finally help you. And yes, that might feel kind of terrifying, but this is the best news ever because really what's happening is you're starting to wake up from this limiting story. And without this limited story, there's no problem. There's not even any habits. Really, there's just life playing out as it plays out. There's nothing to resist. There's nothing to try to control. There's nothing to delude yourself into thinking that you're already controlling. You get to pop out of the whole thing. You get to be free of the whole thing. And that's, I don't even want to say that's where change happens. I mean, that's just where freedom is. That's, that's it. That's life. That's truth. It's truth rather than living in these, these made-up stories. So really what I'm going for here is starting to shed light on or revealing to you this story of control and a me who has it and willpower and a me who can use it. Because when we start to wake up from those stories, which are so monotonous and they we never find freedom there, never. They're just a roller coaster. That's when we start to see through these stories, you're, you're in the actual ugh, I want to say you're in life. you're in life all the time. The stories are life, too. They're, they're all life manifesting as a, it's life manifesting as a story. But you're popped out of the story. You're not this tiny little character just trying to get ahead. You're in life, and life is fluid. Life outside of a head, outside of a mind, outside of thoughts. So incredibly fluid. Again, this is change. This is like life is change. The same thing outside of your head is change. It is fluidity. It is freshness and newness, the opposite of a habit, opposite of habits. So it's change. It's fluid. It's everything you're looking for. And and you don't have to make it happen. It requires nothing of you. Nothing is on your plate. Nothing is on your shoulders. It's not your fault when you fail. It's not on you when you succeed. It's, it's beyond all of that. It is fluidity. It is change. And there's nothing you have to do for it. The next Little School of Big Change course begins next week, February 7th. The upcoming course will include entirely brand new content. If you still haven't been through the Little School of Big Change, this is a perfect time. And if you have been through the course, this is a great time to come back through with the new and improved content to start this year in a great place. Enroll now at thelittleschoolofbigchange.com to save your seat in the February 7th course. And remember that you can save 33% and also get a bunch of digital courses when you're part of Student Access Plus.